Hey, Coach Chris Rodriguez here, and welcome to episode five of the Soulfully You podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of touch. We're going to hear a little bit from touch therapist Jane Anderson about how touch can connect us, help us heal, and give us a sense of belonging. We talk about how we're touch-deprived in society, get into a little bit of COVID and what that's done to us in regards to touch. We talk about the trauma of unwelcome touch, tension we hold in our bodies, and I give five ways that you can bring touch into your everyday life as a practice. As always, if you like the show, help others find me by leaving a review or subscribing at your favorite podcast platform. And you can connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Chris Rodriguez. And you can find all my episodes and all of my coaching programs at coachchrisrodriguez.com. Let's jump into the show. Hey, friend, welcome to the Soulfully You podcast with Coach Chris Rodriguez. I'm a movement and mindset coach, and I believe in a deeper way of living a more soulful way of being. Join me each week for conversations about how to put a little more soul into our work, our relationships, and our everyday lives. Over the past couple years, how have the interactions with your neighbors changed? Have you noticed a difference in the way you feel in your physical body? Have you noticed the difference in the ways that your children and your animals have been reacting and responding to people? Right before the pandemic, my wife and I adopted a pit bull. It was about a week after Kobe Bryant passed away, so we named him Mamba. And when we first took him home, he was shy. And then he began to open up. And he got curious about meeting everyone, all of our neighbors, all of our friends. Then when shelter in place happened, I noticed a difference in him. I noticed a need to want to protect us and a caution, and a fear around interacting with our neighbors and the people in our neighborhood. And there was one moment that I noticed particularly, that if you have a a dog, you know this interaction well. It was the mailman. The mailman came to the door, and Mamba lost it. He ran to the window and barked and clawed. And I noticed the hair on the back of his neck was standing. And I walked over and I got him away from the window and he was still tense. He was still worked up. So I began to massage the back of his neck and I watched his anxiety go down. I watched his tension release. And I was reminded of the healing power of touch. Touch is something that we've lost over these past few years, and it's something that we deeply need. 
Here is a conversation with touch psychologist Jane Anderson as she tells us all of the benefits of incorporating touch into our lives. I'd like to begin with a big idea. Could the power of touch be the answer to changing the current state of world peace? Let's see. I experience the power of touch every day, and it never seems like work. A day for me can be working with a traumatic brainstem injury, MS, a hyperactive child, a dog with a hip injury, a horse that won't take a jump, and then there are days like this. This was a longtime client who had developed a very different type of back pain than he had ever had before. And it did not respond to my treatment protocol, and I encouraged him to see his physician. And unfortunately, the back pain was stage 4 lung cancer that had metastasized to the spine and the cranial bones. And I had the wonderful opportunity of working with him for his remaining three years. The hand has the ability to be an extension of the heart, to give and to receive. Your hand is the chief organ for the sense of touch. It allows us to interpret our environment, and it's placed at the end of this long, flexible arm, allowing us to communicate words, emotions, and ideas. And you'll see me use mine quite a bit today. When a friend shows you an unusual object, and you say, let me see it, what you really mean is let me touch it. Now, looking at our five senses here, do you have a favorite? And if you had to give one up, which one would you pick? Now, before you decide, if a child is born into the situation like the orphans of Romania where social touch was denied due to lack of caregivers, the children developed psychological issues and were physically stunted. And this continued through their life. The only sense we can't live without is touch. It is the mother of all senses, being the first sensory system to develop in all animal species. And in a human embryo, it develops at about six to eight weeks. It's really our first language. The communications that we give and receive through touch are the core of human bonds. The need is hardwired into our nervous system. Without it, we are depressed, unhealthy, we do not thrive. A touch of a fortieth of a second on your forearm makes you feel better. You see the giver as kinder and the environment as friendlier. It is our most social sense. It's the foundation for what we know as experience. Dr. Schomburg from Duke wrote, Touch is ten times stronger than any verbal or emotional contact. The communication that we transmit through touch is the most powerful means of establishing human relationships. Now, we usually think of our hands in regards to touch, but everything we do, sitting, walking, standing, hugging, kissing, feeling pain, relies on the sense of touch. 
Have you ever noticed how often you might rub your forehead or flick your hair or put your chin into your palm or rub your hands? Why do you think that is? Your nervous system requires it. We do self-calming mechanisms numerous times throughout our day because it slows our heart rate and it lowers our levels of cortisol. Your skin is actually your external nervous system. Touch regulates the brain and the body, and it regulates the body chemistry. Now, we all have our own laws of social contact. Think about this. Who and when is it that you touch? And where do you touch them? And who touches you? American culture says it's socially acceptable to touch a stranger from the shoulder to the hand. And touch like hand-holding, hugging, or kissing is typically reserved for much more meaningful relationships. We rarely touch or are touched throughout our day. What's your touch quota so far today? Can you think of more than two people lasting longer than 30 seconds? Touch is a biological need for survival across all cultures and species. As I think about touch in our lives, I look back to my childhood and I had an interesting relationship with touch. On one hand, I grew up in a Jamaican and Puerto Rican family where touch as a form of affection was so present and gave me these people that I belong to. But then when I left my house into the streets of inner city New Jersey, the type of touch I experienced was in the form of aggression, in fights on the playground, or being robbed downtown, bringing my guard up to the potential threats around me. There's something that happens to bodies that always need to protect, that always need to be in defense of potential threats. We go through so much of our lives not realizing our need for touch as a need for survival, connection, and belonging. Here's why. There's this unspoken contract that was given to us, that we didn't necessarily agree to, of living our lives compartmentalized, separating our personal life from our professional life, living out the mantra of nothing personal, it's only business. We think we do a good job at separating the two, keeping our work self and our personal self far from each other. But when the work self becomes the main self, when we go home into our relationships, we bring that energy. We bring that person home, sometimes keeping our families and our loved ones at a distance. On the other hand, there has been this culture come to light more and more of People in positions of power 
abusing their authority to initiate unwelcomed touch on employees, on staffers, and on all of the people who are looking up to them for leadership. The trauma of unwelcome touch in environments that are supposed to be safe, they shut us down, making us lose a part of ourselves. Now let's talk about COVID. As a society, we already at our baseline have been in this touch deficit. And then the pandemic hit and there's no more shaking hands, no more high fives, no more hugs. Now these relationships that are supposed to be settling for the body, settling for the nervous system, the thought of being close to our loved ones gives us a little panic, gives us a little fear. Dr. Peter Levine, founder of the Somatic Experiencing Institute, was given a lecture and he talked about just trauma and COVID-19. And what he said was, when we are experiencing the triggers of our trauma responses, what we need is social connection in a safe environment. That's how we heal from trauma. And it's that trust that is built that gets us through. But the language around COVID has been, hey, we need to social distance. And what he offers is to be physically safe. We need physical distance, but we still need social connection. Language becomes important because now the idea of physically being with people is triggering. What are some of the ways that our body responds to these traumas and these tensions and the fear and the panic and the isolation? We end up holding tension in clenched jaws and bald fists, tight shoulders, increased heart rates, nervousness in the belly, a worried mind that keeps us up at night. We lose sleep. Without the physical connection, maybe you've experienced this loss or maybe this questioning of who can you trust. Maybe you lost the sense of being grounded and oriented in your space because being oriented in your space revolved around physically being with your people. As we're continuing to physically distance from others while still trying to find our sense of belonging and a sense of being grounded, here are five ways that you can bring touch back into your life. Number one, if you have your person or your people in your life who you see consistently in person, maybe it's a spouse, a lover, maybe it's family in your house. Maybe it's not a person. Maybe it is your pet. Regularly practice holding hands and giving hugs. 
regularly practice touch. Maybe it's being intentional about holding hands. Maybe it's an intentionality around giving hugs. In episode four, parents and coach Erin Holland talked about every morning making it a part of her daily routine to give her daughters a hug. And when she didn't give them a hug, they noticed it. But maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's your pet. Maybe it's your dog or your cat. Pet them. Hug them. Number two, play with different textures. Maybe it's getting a bag of kinetic sand or Play-Doh. Maybe it's getting a fuzzy rug and putting it right underneath your feet at your desk. And notice it. Notice how it feels. You'll be surprised at the way this changes your mood. Number three, practice being barefoot. There's something very grounding about having your bare feet touch the ground. Maybe that's walking on the grass. Maybe that's just walking in your house. There's so much tension that we hold when we're regularly wearing shoes that constrict our feet. And there's all of these pressure points that are at the bottom of our feet. And a lot of times, if we release that tension starting from the feet, it's easier for us to relieve the tension that's locked in other chains of the body as we go up. Number four, practice touching the parts of your body that you normally neglect in between the fingers, in between the toes, the bottoms of the feet, the parts of your back that you have trouble reaching, maybe getting a little back scratcher, maybe scratching your scalp, opening yourself up to those different sensations can open you up to more presence, more awareness, more feeling connected to yourself. And lastly, number five, self-massage. Try the back of your neck. If you're constantly typing at your desk, try massaging your wrists and your forearms. Massage those shoulders where we hold a lot of our tension. Massage the jaw, the temples. For many of us, we've lived with tension for so long that we don't even remember what it's like to relax. These past couple years have been one that has been isolating, but we're going to get past this and we're going to have new normal standards. When you're making that new normal for your life, make sure it includes touch. Thank you for listening to the Soulfully You podcast with Coach Chris Rodriguez. If you like the show, help others find me by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Coach underscore Chris Rodriguez. For more episodes, along with all of my coaching programs, visit me at www.coachchrisrodriguez.com. Special thanks to my team behind the scenes. 
editing and show notes by Holly Lydiard, and music by Dan Smith. And remember, whatever you do, wherever you find yourself today, make sure you put some soul in it.